Hello and welcome to the fourth official PC Gamer UK podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the internet. Uh, joining me today in the PC Gamer <laughs> studio are, uh, well, I'm, hello, I'm Ross Atherton, I'm your editor. And joining me today is uh, Tim Edwards, deputy editor. Hello, Tim. Hello. And Tom Francis, writer. Hello, Tom. Hello. Didn't, doesn't want to do his, uh, his own special interest. Well, I, I was going to interrupt earlier, but then I kind of lost my nerve a bit. Oh, I was going to okay. say that you should just point to us each in turn, and then we'd say our names as you pointed to us. And, of course, the readers at home wouldn't be able to see you point, and it would seem like we're just very well organised. Oh, I see what you mean. It's a bit like now, though, isn't it? We could Since start again. There's, no, always, there's always, always a way for PC gamers to complicate something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, news editor Craig Pearson. Hello, Craig. Yo. Yo, he said, oh, fine. Okay, good. Well, we're all here, and... Um, so what are we going to talk about uh, today? I thought we might talk about some PC games and stuff. Should we start with the charts, Tim? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, let's, uh, let's hear the charts. Uh, number five, Medieval 2, Total War. We've been playing that a bit in the office lately. We've kind of yeah. gone back to it, haven't we, and had a few battles. Yeah, well, Kingdoms is coming out, so um, Kingdoms the expansion pack, and we thought we'd just kind of get back up to speed with it, and um, been playing each other and PC formats. Did we establish who's the best? We are the best. We are the best. PC uh, Gamer is the best. James Carey of PC Format complains a lot when he loses. He complains about position, number of troops, uh, yeah. type of troops. Us being better than him. And losing almost constantly. So what he's done is... He's gone to, move to, he's gone to work to Creative Assembly. Yes, yeah, he's actually gone to work for the developers of Total War because he couldn't take us being better <laughs> than him. Yes. So exactly. now he can go and practice all day. And still play us, and then he'll eventually... I think he's going to change the game to give himself an unfair advantage. I yes. think if your profile name equals James Carey, then... <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Kingdoms is, is coming out very shortly, and we've got the review in the new issue, which should be on sale any time around now, while you're listening to this. Um, and it's rather good. Yeah. Um, as usual from Creative Assembly, they can't really seem to muck anything up, those guys. Which um, the four campaigns are you going to play first? Which of the four campaigns? Um... That's a good question. I think probably most people will, will, will try for the Britannia campaign or Britain. Um, but I, I really like the sort of the, the Aztec stuff over in the New World. I think I'm probably going to go for that. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do as well. Spread the plague. Oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet plague. <laughs> uh, number four is Sims 2 Seasons. Which I've got a question. Go Great. on. What's your favourite saison? Saison? A saison is a type of Belgian beer. <laughs> oh, no. That rustling noise you can hear is Tim's printout from what is that Wikipedia? It's Wikipedia. Uh, it's a uh, beer from the French from the French speaking region of Belgium. Farmhouse ale, originally brewed in farmhouses for farm workers. So How many types of these it? do you imagine yeah. we each try? Does it? Can we just get any pale ale really? Does it taste a chicken or something like that? Uh, no, it's that'd just be nice though, wouldn't it? Chicken flavored. Chicken flavored beer. beer. Um, and this has. What to do with The Sims? Nothing. But it sounds Sims like saisons. Saisons, right, yes. Okay. If we can open it up to just European beers generally. I tried one called Eventinus. That's nice. Um, which is... Frightening name. The Take-Two PR's favourite beer. Ah, um, oh, Crazy Carl. Carl, yeah, yeah. Crazy Carl. Carl Unterholzer, which yes. I got enormous pleasure from because I just finished listening to Portuguese Irregular Verbs by Alexander McCall Smith, where one of the main characters is called Mr Unterholzer. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so the beer question about the seasons yeah he, he says it's the best beer in the world and it's only brewed in um, the part of Germany he comes from his name I forget and it is quite good that's all I say okay that's good to know Should I go to number three yeah let's go to number three <laughs> World of Warcraft the Burning Crusade that's you know I haven't played now for two months I haven't played on it's like cold turkey um, and just for the readers listeners at home Ross is now trembling yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I've been having to, yeah, get my fix with all sorts of other games. Um, Why haven't you played it? Why not? Well, 
That's a good question. I, you're wasting I your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that two years is probably enough on one game. But I, I, I was getting slightly bored, I have to admit. You know, it, I just, it was a bit repetitive after two years of the same thing. Is that just Warcraft in general or uh, uh, yeah. Burning Crusades? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. But it's, you know, it's, um, I'm still very happy for it to exist. And it is, it is my favourite game of all time, but you can't play it all the time. Just two years. Yeah, just two years. What's the number two, Tim? Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2. <laughs> Worst title ever. Worst Actually, long title they've, ever. They've missed out the three because it should be Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon 3 Advanced Warfighter 2. <laughs> really? they, they, yeah, because that's uh, Advanced Warfighter was Ghost Recon 3 and it was called that in the original title. Right. But they've um, skipped the, the third bit. Can't wait for the BAFTA Game of the Year edition of that to come out. That's going to be good, <laughs> isn't it? That's every letter of that. Oh, there'll be, sure. enough, <laughs> there'll be enough room on the box for that. Yeah. Good. And uh, number one, Command and Conquer 3, Tiberian Wars. Ooh. Okay, excellent. That's, I was looking at, that's literally an alright game. I was looking at screenshots of um, Red Alert 2 for the Why I Love that Graham's just done on Turtling. And the amount of character and stuff in those sprites is just amazing. And it kind of reminded me, yeah. it sort of drove home why Command and Conquer 3 didn't grab me in the same way that the other two did. I thought maybe, you know, we were just simpler then and we didn't require as much from our RTSs. But they had a real kind of like life to the little sprites that were wandering around. And I just don't get that in CNC3. Hmm. I reckon EA's next Russia game will be Red Alert 3. Mm. They're due an expansion pack for Command & Conquer 3, or to a certain announced one. But then there's, you know, they could do Battle of Middle Earth 3, they could do something entirely new. But I think they've got Red Alert kind of hanging around that everyone wants to see. They can't do another Battle of Middle Earth game, can they? Yeah. Oh, it's been so long since the films, I just don't think that's got any life in it left. I think Lord of the Rings is, is perennial, isn't it? Yeah, Attack of the Hobbits. It'd be brilliant. Maybe we'll just stick an RTS in Spore. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll stick a game in sport. <laughs> when it finally comes out, when we're old and grey. Technically, you're never going to go grey, Ross. Technically, I'm never going to go grey. No, it's absolutely true. Yes, thank you very much. You're not going to follow in Greg Vedeman's footsteps and slag off one of our covers, are you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would, I would, no, I, Greg, if you're listening to this, this is my, uh, my US counterpart we're talking about here on PC Gaming US, a fine magazine. Um, but uh, no, I'm not going to slag him off. Greg's business card, which I happen to have a copy of, <laughs> Good, isn't it? is him lying on a white background next to his PC with the hardware inside his PC kind of laid out in front of him and little love hearts floating around the two of them. <laughs> That's right. He's, I, I should point out that I, I met him at E3 a couple of weeks ago for the first time and he's a very big man. He's a tall man uh, who, would, who would crush you in an instant. Would he fly to England to do it? Absolutely. He's, actually, he's coming over in September. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? They're all coming over. We're having an international festival of PC Gamer Brotherhood. Are we actually going to meet up? Uh, well, you might not. <laughs> you, you might be scared. <laughs> I met Chuck, and he ignored me. <laughs> I saw it, yeah, he was actually wearing a T-shirt that had PC Gamer written in the back, and I thought, yeah, I was in Chernobyl at the time. I said, are you from US PC Gamer? He said, yes, and walked off. See, I was trying. Just, but, but, no. but Kristen's very hot. She's nice. Yeah, if, yeah. We, if they do come over, we will wrestle them. Wrestle them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> Can we just have a magazine off? We should, we should totally throw down right now. Uh, we put out the challenge. We're going to wrestle USPC gamers. They're, they're all really big, apart from Norman Chan, who's tiny. They're all really big. Great I call Norman. Monster. Dan's not very big. Okay. All right. I, okay. You're getting me in trouble here. It's, it's, it's called <laughs> an international diplomatic incident. Now, why are they coming over? Can, or can't we're, you we're, we're, we're gonna, No, we're going we're gonna to sort of all talk about what PC gamer can do together, and we're going to talk about the website and, and whether you know we need to have sort of one major website between all the Why aren't we or... going over there? Yeah. 
Because that would involve travelling. San Francisco. It's a real pain in the ass. It's not even a nice part of San Francisco, though. It's by a motorway. It's by the airport. You drive past it when you... By the airport. Bloody da. Shall we stop talking about USB scanner? Yes, let's. Except to say that on the Wikipedia page for PC Gamer, which has always been a United PC Gamer US and PC Gamer UK thing, the main image is now the PC Gamer UK cover. I'm not Ray, Ray. Awesome. My, mm. wiki, my Wikipedia entry has now been deleted, thank God. Wikipedia <laughs> entry? Someone, it. someone put it up there. Was it your mum? <laughs> no, my mum doesn't even know what Wikipedia is. Mm, okay. But it's gone now, thankfully. So someone voted for the deletion of your Wikipedia page? Yes, this man is not um, worth it. <laughs> I spoke to my mum last night. She asked me what a Facebook is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love that generation. Hannibal Lecter's... Yes. What? <laughs> Animal Lecter's Lecter. Lecter. skin and... Oh, I see. That's horrible. Yeah. So page six. <laughs> Let's move on. What else have we been up to this month? Uh, we've done the top 100. We did do the top 100. That's in the issue, in the new issue. Um, do you guys mind if I just plug it every like three or four minutes? That's <laughs> in the new issue, which should be out any time right about now. Um, very exciting top 100 this year. It's got 100 games in it. Literally 100. <laughs> we counted them, just to be sure. We have to look under the sofa and everything. <laughs> yeah. Surely it has more, because we've all included our own top fives. And... We did. We put yeah. in our little kind of personal all... ideal world top fives. Are most of the things in our personal top fives also in the top 100 list somewhere? Most of them, but I'm, I'm really worried that it's going to confuse people. There's um, certain awkward <laughs> freelancers and circle awkward writers who yeah, <laughs> just, just decided they want to come No one's ever heard of. A bit of modern. Yeah. I think Kieran put in um, like Speedball and then the Chaos Engine. Yeah. <laughs> Amiga games. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, a piece of game is Amiga top 100 would be great. But Bloody idiot. Um, but anyway, back to the real top 100. It's um, we had a great day, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I, I love all those photographs we've got. Mm. We sat in my house um, eating pizza and putting games on on the TV, drinking ginger ale. Gin- yeah, ginger ale and um, Pepsi Max. Yeah, this was <laughs> the first year in my time at PC Gamer anyway where we've had kind of visual aids for the top one hundred. Usually we're just kind of sitting there talking about stuff, but yeah, here oh. we had kind of trailers popping up and yeah. actually yeah. loading up the games. And it was it was so high tech. Much yeah. Peggle was played. Yep. Much Peggle. <laughs> yeah, um, we tried with Peggle. Tried very hard with Peg. Is it number 40? I think that's the best. 40 is pretty good. Do you want it to be number one? I wanted to be World of War Peggle at number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so World of Warcraft is at number one. I, do, do we think this is going to cause some. Yeah, it's alright, the magazine's out. Um, do, we, do we think that's going to cause some, um, some serious bones of contention? Like any choice for number one causes yeah. bones of contention. Yeah, of course it would. The, the question of how many. Sex or, the people who don't like World of Warcraft really hate it, and so I think that's going to be the issue. Well, I think the up. people who don't like World of Warcraft haven't played it very much. I have. You don't I like it. Craig, Craig kind of like. like World of Warcraft. No, I don't. Craig, you <laughs> like it a bit. You like exploring it. I like the world. I don't yeah, like the game there. Yeah, I like the world of Warcraft, but not World of Warcraft. <laughs> you don't like the craft? I don't like the game of World of Warcraft. Hmm. I like this, the world of the game of World of Warcraft. This is so great to have... Um, in, in, we, I, before we had this meeting, I drew up this list of rules of how the, how the top 100 was, was going to run so we wouldn't have endless arguments. And the most important rule was Ross's decision is final. And it just worked so well. <laughs> it worked very well for you, yeah. yeah. It worked really well for me because when we got to number one, we, we cast a little bit of a vote and it was, it was, it was roughly 50-50 in favour of World of Warcraft exactly. or something else. Um, but of course my casting votes counts for about 17. So, um, so there it was, that's how it worked. The dictator yeah. speaks. Yeah. If you're going to... A benevolent dictator, I'd say. Yeah. Tom, if you... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll get the start, he says. You're all fired. Dead Tom, by if you were going to choose number one, what would you, what would you have? Deus Ex. Deus Ex. Craig? But it's Ooh. very, very close now. 
Like, if you'd asked me that before over Bioshock, which of course you did, because I had to do my personal top five there, um, then it would have been Deus Ex by a million miles and nothing else comes close. Probably Hitman, Blood Money, second. Wow. And now it's kind of Deus Ex and Bioshock very, very, very close. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up Bioshock, Tom. Because that is obviously the cover of the new issue. Uh, and you reviewed that uh, that certain game. Of course, now Bioshock was is released too late to be included in this year's top 100, but obviously it'll be uh, riding contention for next year's. But um, and only 64 percent. I know 64 percent for Bioshock. The, the greatest disappointment in PC yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? They put that on the box. This, <laughs> game. this is how rumors start. You know, people could just stop listening. This point. <laughs> to the internet. Oh, they will. Start blog posting. Yeah. OMF GPCG sucks all. 64 percent Bioshocks. The real disappointment is that after that opening section that the press have played at preview events, it just turns into Peggle for another 20 hours. <laughs> That's why it's so good. <laughs> Peggle shop. Um, we, 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 won't, we won't give out the actual score uh, in, in this particular podcast, but suffice to say, it's really rather good, Tom. You yes. pick out one thing that makes it really super awesome. OMG, oh, no spoilers. One thing? Yeah, go on. Um, Sum it up for us. Craig is, Craig is putting his hands over his ears desperately, doesn't want to have the game spoiled for him. Someone nod when he's over. I had to, I had to read the review and check it, you know, edit, edit it through. And it was a spoiler-free review. It was actually an amazingly spoiler-free review, so, so don't worry about that if, you, if you're concerned. So I would say that the absolute best thing is the stuff that I can't tell you about. <laughs> Basically, there's um, the, the one thing that makes it absolutely extraordinary and unlike anything I've played before is actually comes very late on, um, but not quite the end. And there's just a moment where, where something happens. <laughs> okay, that, that'll do. And the thing that I so what you're saying is that there are moments in the game which are really good. Yeah, one yeah. in particular. Thanks for that review, capsule review. The, Anytime. You ask me for one thing. If you, if you give me a little more leeway, I can talk more. Yeah, it, but then you talk for half an hour as usual. And okay, well, we'll should I say the, microphone. The, the big relief about it was that I really, really enjoyed the combat, and that was the main worry. Is that we all knew right. it had been kind of announced that it was going to be a shooter and not an RPG, and so it's. It does have a lot of combat, and that's mm. true, but the combat is really kind of, it's imaginative and creative and mm. really visceral and nasty. And I think it, an important thing to, to point out is that the, the, the Big Daddy is, is kind of, is overplayed in all the, in all the, um, in all the marketing and, ad, and, and, and images that we see. It's all about the Big Daddy, but in fact, you know, you don't have to fight any of them, and m most of the combat anyway is, is about the splicers, the, yeah. the kind of mutated humans. Yeah, the Big Daddy's are... are Fairly important in terms of they're the only way to get hold of the Adam that you need to level up. But yeah. the they've really marketed it on this choice about whether do you kill or harvest a little girl. And the truth is there's almost no difference between these options, both in terms of what you see when you do it and in terms of the material reward that you eventually get. Yeah. You In your review, you talked about um, one level that's done by the guy who did the cradle. Yeah. Which is just like, the cradle is one of the best levels of all time. And the thought of that guy doing that, a level based on Rapture, which seems to me like one of the best places yeah. in video games. Just Do you think he was? Oh. They probably they just let him go wild. They, I mean, Ken Levine wrote the um, the kind of story for the game, so he wrote the character um, to a certain extent. But then it went to um, this guy whose name is Jordan Thomas. That's Thomas like, Jordan. That's the one, yeah. um, who kind of fleshed it out, and they basically kind of gave him a bit of free reign because that area is locked off from the rest of the game. You're just kind of trapped in the, at the mercy of this one character. And like the Cradle, I mean, the Cradle sort of is a character in Thief 3. It becomes something you really get to know and you get to know its personality and it has wants and fears and things. And in Bioshock, it's more literal in that there is a character who has trapped you in his realm and everything in the world is there is kind of bent to his crazy artistic inspiration. Um, but yeah, the actual the end result is not 
it's not recognisably the cradle. I came out thinking of the cradle because I thought this is the best level since the cradle, possibly better than the cradle. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until afterwards that I found out it was by the same guy. And I think the reason it's not quite like the cradle, um, apart from just that it takes place in a different kind of game, is that um, I was talking to Ken Levine afterwards and there was quite a, a sort of, a kind of a silent conversation between him, Jordan Thomas, who d designed the level, and the artists who had to kind of make all the things that they were coming up with um, and kind of play off... Um, Ken's writing and that kind of stuff. And he found that he was kind of, he'd write one thing into the character, and then when the artist went away and made it and made the, you know, a giant rabbit mask on the wall, or, you know, weird statues that have been mutilated and stuff, he'd sort of find out more about the character he'd written from what they'd done and then try and adapt the writing to kind of match that. Oh, wow. So there's a real kind of artistic process between all three of them, but apparently not in, not an actual vocal one. They didn't really talk to each other about it. They would just see what each other had done and then kind of evolve did, it according to that. Did they I think so. <laughs> Entirely. I bet that guy was a t-shirt saying, Just yes, I made the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is Bioshock is the best game since... Deus Ex for me. Seven years. Could be the best game since Half-Life 2, I think. Or judging yeah, that, that was game the scores. In terms of the raw wow factor, mm. it's not, it doesn't quite blow you away as much as Half-Life 2 because mm. it's not as relentless. There's, mm. there's several major moments which are just, holy shit, but... They come. They don't come straight away, mm -hmm. and it doesn't just bombard you with them. Yeah. But the difference, yeah. the reason I consider it better than Half Life Two is that Half Life Two, even when you play it for the first time, and even when you're wowed by it, you know that it's going to be the same each time you play it, and okay. you know that those moments are eventually going to tarnish a little bit, and you're going to mm -hmm. be waiting for Alex to shut up so you can get on with the next bit of the game. Okay. Whereas Bioshock's strengths are all things that will stand up really well to repeated play. Well, we're all looking forward to it. That's for sure. Good. So, um, what else have we been up to lately? Went to E3. Well, you did. I went to E3. Um, E3, if you, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's where traditionally, anyway, every May, used to be May, now it's July, all the whole of the games industry would get together in, uh, in uh, America somewhere, Los Angeles usually, and uh, sort of show each other what they're up to, journalists and uh, the buyers for the big retail chains and so on, all the publishers and developers get there and show off their games. Now, it used to be a massive, great, big thing in a huge convention hall, and there'd be thousands and thousands of games and hundreds and hundreds of companies, and it was chaos, but it was, it was glamorous and, and very exciting. This year, though, it all, it all started getting too expensive, and um, it was a bit lower key this year. I mean, the, the, you've, you guys have probably heard a lot about it, not, not just from me, but the overall impression, I think, of this year's E3 has been fairly negative, hasn't it? Yeah. And the, the bottom line is, they had to do some kind of well, first of all, it was it was really restricted in terms of who could go. It was really just uh, proper games press and, and national press, and only the major publishers. There weren't sort of you know smaller companies with really weird niche products there. It was just big stuff, uh, mainly in hotels, in meeting rooms, and conference halls, all behind closed doors stuff, all appointment only. There was one kind of big hall, although it wasn't that big. It was. Kind of whereas E3 in the past would just be just the biggest indoor rooms you can imagine, stuffed with um, you know huge stands with uh, massive screens and endless kind of uh, game pods and so on. This was just very small, size of a football pitch, um, just with a hundred games, and it was kind of it was token, and it looked really really silly. So I think next year if there is an E3, it's going to have to be completely different. At the end of the day, for me, it was actually quite useful. I mean, I got to see a lot of games, got to meet a lot of developers. There weren't thousands of people to try and wade through to get to what you wanted to see. Um, so it was fairly useful, but it wasn't really 
wasn't much of a wow factor. It sounds like a proper conference, like could just be selling yeah. double glazing or something. It, it was. It was a it was a fairly proper business conference, but I think the the problem is with that is that because a lot of the companies didn't take it that seriously and have a great big plan for it throughout the year, no one held back any big announcements for it. There were no mm, massive yeah. revelations. You know, I'm sure you'll have noticed in the last couple of weeks, what have been the big announcements? Even on the consoles as well, there's been nothing really. No. So there was nothing really, for, there were no kind of great big moments at E3 where, have you seen this, have you seen that? In fact, the game of the show for most people I talked to was, funnily enough, was Fallout 3, which was announced to most of the press a month or two ago. So was, even, even that wasn't new. It's interesting, isn't it? The, the game, like we know of a couple of games that weren't announced um, at E3 that will be shown at Leipzig. Yeah. But it seems that all the inter- attention has gone to, Absolutely. Has gone to Germany. The, the, the show in Germany at the, the end of August, um, GC, they call it Games Convention Germany in yeah. Leipzig. Um, not a great city to have a big game show in, to be honest with you. Uh, Leipzig is, is pretty ordinary. It'd be like having a game show in Coventry. Um, nothing to do, nothing wrong with Coventry, but it's not LA and it should really be in Berlin or Frankfurt. Somewhere with the, really the, the kind of resources and the size to, to handle it. But the it, show they? itself is absolutely fantastic. I believe they are moving it next year yeah. to Frankfurt. But the great thing about it is that on the first day of this show, that's where all the, the press and the games industry people have a day where they can have their meetings and look at the stuff on the show floor um, without there being loads of crowds there. Second and third day, it's open to the public. You buy your tickets, it's a few euros, in you go. You run around, you're in amongst all these stands and shows and um, you can get demonstrations of the games if you're lucky. And it's, it's all public. You can really get in there and have a look and it's just crammed with gamers. You know, teenagers and, and young folk, well, all, all kinds of people, having, just having a look at the kind of stuff we look at. Sounds um, horrible. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's horrible. really smelly. I am not about to criticise gamers, Tim. <laughs> I, I don't think you should either because sitting next to you... I know it's a warm day, Tim, but, you know. Um, I think it's awesome. And honestly, I I think that anybody listening out there who's uh, able to get over to Germany for a couple of days at the end of August, you should go. gc-germany.com. You should go and have a look, and we'll see you there. Well, Tim, well. Uh, E3, you can get into if you pay a ridiculous amount of money. Well, old-fashioned E3, you could get into if you had a fan site and if you you were (laughs) able to blag. But there, there was like a, a pass you could just buy if you're not a member of the I industry at all. And you had to pay something like $1,000 or something. Really? Right? Possible. Yeah. I don't you, know. Because they had different colour-coded badges. Like, oh, I think okay. blue was press and red was exhibitor or something. And there was yeah. a gold one, which was, I've paid a hell of a lot of money to be here. That's probably and whenever like I saw the, someone with that, I just felt really bad. That's, that's <laughs> probably like the, the Robin Williams ticket. That's how they were, the celebs would get in. They were kind of you know, falling asleep in the queues and kind of lying all over the place trying to get into the public demonstrations, which were <laughs> showing you know a very cut-down version of the trailer, which is going to be released online anyway. <laughs> Well, we were being kind of ushered yeah. behind closed doors. Yes, and... there's 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 few better feelings than being ushered in front of a few. I was saying because I felt terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I never did. I laughed as I went past. <laughs> you like must that. have thought you're part of the show. <laughs> there goes the troll. World <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of Warcraft is rubbish. <laughs> uh, so that's so that's game shows the state of play at the moment. I mean. It, E3 will, will not be the same again, and to be honest, this year, it, it, the reason we haven't gone big on it in the mag, as you'll notice, is, is, is just that it, it wasn't a big public event, it didn't have much relevance, apart from being w- one time in, a, in, in one place where I could have lots of meetings with people, and it was useful for that, but that's it. I mean, there were great things there. 
but but it was stuff we already knew about. So why didn't um, Ubisoft show, say, Far Cry Two? You'd have to ask them. I have no idea because they are doing press showings of it right now. Yeah. Um, Where are they waiting for our world exclusive? Maybe. Well, maybe they are. Um, Speaking of which. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've had a look at Far Cry Two. Uh, we've got a, we've got a preview in the in the issue that's out anytime soon, and it's um, it looks rather good. It looks rather exciting. It looks a bit it's mad a, actually. Yeah, it's surprising and refreshing to see that they the people making it are evidently clearly insane. But <laughs> 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 I mean, you expect them to just churn out something a lot like Far Cry. But, but they're the, they're the kind of people who, when they made the console version of Far Cry, turned um, Jack Carver feral. Yeah. yeah. But th that wasn't a particularly good game, wasn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they weren't well received. Now this is, I mean, they, they've, they've sort of probably had a look at Crisis and thought, okay, we don't really want to compete with that, let's do something slightly different. The setting's different, I mean, Africa, you know, savannas and It sounds like Africa. they need the Crisis engine to make the game. Yeah, yeah, and it does look amazing. Yeah, it sounds ridiculously it's complicated too. They've put loads of effort into modelling animal behaviours and stuff, which is always a, a fatal trap for game developers. <laughs> They'll spend years and years doing it, and it will be completely irrelevant to the That's game okay. if it works at all. <coughs> That's all okay. about down as well. <laughs> Mm. Thousands and thousands of games have done that. It's but got gazelles in it. How could it possibly <laughs> fail? That is promising, but they, they also just make absurd claims, like it's an unbounded world. What does that mean? Also, does it mean you can go across the entire planet? Yeah, you can go leave one part of the map, go all the way around and come back to the start. I think it just means it wraps like asteroids, so you go off the edge of one <laughs> and you just come across the other side. It's also got the most complicated... Um, social situation to ever see yeah. in the game. Which we were discussing in the office, what would that be? And we reckoned it was probably a sauna with Hitler and Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that's pretty complicated. <laughs> You've been reading what my to diaries. say. <laughs> but the thing is all those situations are gonna be solved with an AK forty seven though. <laughs> yeah. I think that one could be yes, true. Yeah. Oh, oh I feel a really social awkward situation. Reload, aim Alright <laughs> Hitler, get out. <laughs> it's Hitler and Mother really? Teresa okay. in a in a sauna. And one of them farts and blames it on the other one. What would you do in that situation? Mother Trees would never blame it on Hitler. So it would have to be Hitler. Yeah, yeah. he'd do that. He's a, he's, a, he's a bad one. I think that's fairly clear cut, isn't it? I mean, you know who the bad guys are in that situation. Yeah. See, I, I once stood next to a transvestite at Uranus, so that was kind of awkward. Socially awkward, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that's going to appear in Far Cry 2. I, didn't, didn't hear mm. I think it would just be him going to loads of parties he wasn't invited to and just kind of... Yeah. Trying to introduce yeah. himself. Really... Hi, I'm Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to charter boats in Micronesia, and yeah. then there was a thing. Occasionally with go feral dudes. now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He realised he shouldn't be wearing that shirt. It's a white tie. <laughs> then you find him later on your bins. Actually, it should be mentioned that um, Far Cry 2 doesn't star Jack Carver. Jack Carver is dead and gone and will never feature in another game. That's right. He's actually dead. Well, no, he's not. They didn't die in any plot. It's just that they don't want to use him because they hate him. Quite rightly. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say he's got much of a, uh, a particularly well-developed character <laughs> no. in, in, in Far Cry. You know, like, I never thought his motivations were, you know, fully, uh, you know, appropriate his, to his. Morals. His best line in Far Cry and the most socially complex situation he came across in Far Cry was, "So you want me to blow this thing up to take attention away from the other thing I blew up?" <laughs> the, the the lead character in Crisis does he have much of a character, or is he just? Did like you mean Jake Dunn, who's not in any way like Jack Carver? <laughs> Um, we don't really know anything about him. I, I think he does speak in the cutscenes. I don't think Seems, he speaks. I'm sort of thinking that's why they've wrapped him in a massive suit, so they don't really care about yeah. the character. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing he does have a helmet, because I don't really like knowing what my character looks like, because it just means it's definitely not me. <laughs> oh. And usually I end up hating my character if I can see his face. Cause... Do you hate Jack Hard? Um, no, I kind of have a certain fondness for Jack Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the star of... White gold. Red Ocean. No. Red Ocean is Jack Hard, I think. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know anything about Jack, this game. There's someone called John Strong or Jack Strong, I think. Is part Jack of Strong. Gold. Oh, Jack another, Strong. There's another one like that, yeah. Oh. 
Imagine if they had a fight, who'd win? <laughs> Jack Straw? No, oh, I think it'd be Jake Hart. Of course. I have two friends, one called Johnny Best and one called Johnny Perfect. I've never been quite sure who would win in a fight between them. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Johnny Ask Vice. the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we start talking about PC games again? <laughs> please, please. Um, what else have we got to talk about today? Absolutely nothing. Tim's been playing Tomb Raider Anniversary. Oh, God. <laughs> don't Tim play me start on Tomb Raider Anniversary. Now, it's... hang on. We don't want to completely um, go against what Craig said in his review. Okay. But we, Tim and I <laughs> Tim agrees de- disagree on every game ever. Anyway. Yeah, that, that is, is true. true. Yeah. It is fundamentally utterly rubbish. <laughs> and I hate the half an hour I played with so much, I've deleted it from my system, and I will never, ever touch it ever again. It's annoyed me so much. Can you be more Did you like the original Tomb Raider? Yeah, I, well, yeah. You I, did I, ten I like, years ago. I like platform games. Um, I like platform games. I like what they... I like exploring places. I occasionally like shooting bears. It's things that are very good fun. But the way Tomb Raider does it is, hang on, uh, let's climb up a rope. But no... No, let's not actually use the keyboard and mouse. Let's make you transfer to the left and right buttons on the D-pad and then go back to the WSAD keys. I, I didn't, you didn't have to do that in the game. Oh. You're just following it stupidly. And then there's like this random timed events for like adrenaline shooting. Those, well, those are, are rubbish, but work. everyone oh, yeah. agrees those are rubbish. There's that, and then there's the interactive cutscenes where you... Yeah. Well, not interactive cutscenes, in fact, just cutscenes where you have to press something in order to continue. So because that's really up, good down, fun, isn't it? To left. Have, have left, those, right... Yeah, th- those are in Fahrenheit too and just absolutely load them. I mean, a bad and uninspired section I can cope with, but this is just insulting. It's just saying, your job here is to press up when we fucking tell you to press up. <laughs> the, best, the best thing about um, Tomb Raider Anniversary is when it starts, this great cutscene where kind of Laura's relaxing at home, kind of sitting on the sofa watching TV, and you think, this is a nice, nice scene. Examine it slightly. She's wearing a kind of uh, Tomb Raiding shorts. She's still got her guns on. She's still got a rucksack on. And a t-shirt. She's just watching TV. We're not just some pajamas, something nice, you know. Just something... you never know when bears might attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? The attacker in her house. So, uh, okay, yeah, it shows what you know about Tomb Raider. Sorry, nothing. Yeah. Oh, and um, well, on XCOM doesn't work on Vista and Steam. Really, no, really, really. I've had a terrible lunch. She bought it with her own money. <laughs> she just played Counter Strike. Yeah. Yes, we've been playing a lot of Counter Strike lately. Um, what, what? I came back from E3 and. You know, it used to be that everyone would... What, what did we used to do at lunchtime? I can't remember. To be We'd all scatter for <laughs> well, an we hour. Playing, and just... We were playing Medieval for a while, and yeah. me and Tim were, and you guys would kind of... I used to just waste my life on the internet. Run, run around in the, the playground playing time. hopscotch or something. I I'd know. go for a walk. Yeah. But now, we'll it's bloody, you know, the only question is dust or Aztec? Hmm. Dust. Okay. Actually, Italy. Yeah, Italy's my favourite. I prefer the office. But we play in a really well, weird I like way. compound. We we play in a, we, we play in a very strange way. We just all get on one side, whether that's three of us or eight of us, and then we basically what have about what ten ten more uh, opposition bots. We like to be outnumbered three to one at least. Yeah. yeah, two or two or three to one, and just set them going. And there's nothing more hilarious than being gunned down by a room full of terrorists, not just one or two. It's funny that when you're playing with friends in the same room, I'm sort of generously calling us all friends. Um, <laughs> you don't. When we say we're outnumbering ourselves, it probably makes it sound really cool when we're just mowing down these legions of bots. And we do have fairly impressive scores, but we generally lose, don't we? We lose yeah. about 80% of yeah. every we, we, rounds. Yeah. We, we, and we, it's we still like really fun. We lose 310. It's just fun to be completely destroyed by some robots with well, friends. And, 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 then, and then when we do win, it's because we're, we're cheating and saying, it's to your left, to yeah. your left. <laughs> While dead. Yes. Um, yeah, Graham and I played one night, um, just the two of us, against eight bots, or so in number four to one, um, on Nuke. 
and just played again and again and again and lost 27 out of our 30 rounds. <laughs> but it was incredibly good fun. It was what just we're like... saying is we're incredible masochists around here. The thing is, the internet will say, A, we're rubbish, and B, B we're chicken. Oh, we're, we're not going to play against real people. No. Well, we're, that's we're, just because I don't want them minutes. taping insults and whatever. Yeah. But then you're when you're we go... the most insulting person on the I wait until someone insults me and then spend the rest of the game insulting them back. <laughs> I have, you know. But when we play online, ability. we actually don't do too badly sometimes, do we? I mean, yeah, right. if I jump into a random game, I'll probably lose the first round, but then I kind of climb up the ranks and usually I kind of settle into a thing where I'm coming fairly high mm. on my team at least. Yeah. Enjoy that while it lasts. When you hit 30, <laughs> it all goes downhill. Your reactions just disappear. Yeah, esports players, um, you just don't get any under, uh, sorry, over 23, really. I mean, I'm too old to be an esports player now. All the StarCraft <laughs> players I met in Korea were kind of 14. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not so. like. It's not like you know they're losing interest or anything. It's just the your nerves and reactions have to be at a peak that even other professional sports can't don't come close to. Yeah. You have to be absolutely lightning fast. What else have we been playing lately? Anybody been uh, been secretly playing something uh, exciting? Craig, what what have you been up to lately? You know what? Apart I've been on holiday and haven't touched. Well, I've been playing Bet Day Defeat again, but that's only because Tim mentioned it to me and I went, "Well, I love that game." <laughs> I I think that's that's one of the great things about PC gaming. You just got all these. Hundreds of games, especially when you've got a Steam account as well, yeah. just at your fingertips. Uh, I always feel a bit sorry for you know you go around a, a console gamer's house and they've got four <laughs> four games for that yeah. console. It's like so, what are you going to play today? Well, I find Dead Feet quite frustrating sometimes. I, I I enjoy it, but I think because it's so easy to die. Um, Don't die. I'll, I'll stay at base then and just kind of make, make the rest of the team cups of tea. Well, I mean, I ended up getting really good at it because I learned to use the mini-map in conjunction with the headphones and reading people's names. So what I would do is wait behind and watch someone run up ahead and watch their name, and if their name appears on the dead list, <laughs> take so, it more cautiously and then listen for movement and watch right. the mini-map. Okay. I end up getting really good at it. Mm-hmm. Probably something to be said for doing that in Counter-Strike too, <laughs> it doesn't seem likely. I've got one thing to say about Counter Strike. Stick together, team. Yeah. <laughs> when we stick together, Negative. we shoot each other constantly. That's <laughs> bloody true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you were going to stand up. I think you stab more than the ship. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, you can't say you stabbed accidentally then. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm doing just swinging my knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I stabbing, man. <laughs> we're just practicing my Five stabbing technique. So when the terrorists come, <laughs> can't help it if you happen to be in front of me when I started. Yeah. I've been playing System Shock 2, since you asked. Um, <laughs> because of Bioshock? Yeah, because of Irrational, basically. Before I went to Irrational, I thought I should brush up on my Tribe's Vengeance, because... Um, mm. And played that okay. all the way through. It's, yeah, it's a really good game. game um, we talked about that last time in the podcast, yeah. actually. I shouldn't harp on about it. But then, after coming back from playing Bioshock, I couldn't really face playing anything else except another Irrational game. So I went to System Shock 2, which is very similar in a lot of ways. And uh, internally, by the way, um, Irrational referred to Bioshock as a shock game. So they kind of unofficially uh, consider it part of the series. And no, it's external, thanks to you. Yeah, <laughs> just leaked it out there. Um, think, is this too much of a spoiler to ask? Um, do you think it's the start of a long Bioshock? Um, is it a new franchise? Yeah, so is... Um, that word. Yes, Dan and I both think that there's at least an expansion coming. Dan Not necessarily because of the way... Dan Galeopolis of official Xbox. Yeah. Okay. also played it. Um... Not necessarily because of anything that happens at the end or anything, just because it feels like... I mean, it's just a place worth doing more on. It's yeah. definitely worth um, kind of exploring more. And the systems they've created are really, really good. And I just really hope they they make more plasmids and add more to that. 
By the way, the um, the Xbox 360 build that Dan was playing had some um, some extra plasmids that the PC version didn't have. That what? Were, what? 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 That were all free of charge to him, which is very strange because you know the whole game's about um, getting enough Adam to buy plasmids already, so that's a very important part of it. Um, and they also kind of download in brackets, and so they're clearly downloadable content that will be available on Xbox Live. What's not clear yet is whether it's coming to Windows Live. It may well be. Um, Cheeky. And, um, there, there's basically been no comment about it from Take Two or Rational. They're not sort of saying they're not even announcing any Xbox Live content. It's amazing they created a game that's basically a bubble with no outside influence, and then you got download this for you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like visual, but I really, shame. I really do hope they do come to PC because one of them is really cool. Well, they should just be in the game, shouldn't they? Yeah. I don't think there's any point in artificially and slicing out a part of the game that yeah, you've designed. Because now if they claim, oh, well, we didn't have time to put these in, but we had them on afterwards, then we can call bullshit because I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> they were done so, at the same time as the game. Yes, we will let you know. So, um, so uh, we need to what? let everyone else know about our big daddy that is currently in <laughs> yes. Oh, God, Jesus. No, I think we're going to get in trouble about that. Well, it's so bloody big. So the situation is, we've been delivered a big daddy. Um, it's seven feet tall, about six feet wide. Th- yeah, that's the it thing. It's not in... just the height, it's the width. Yeah. I mean, front to back, it's about five feet. It's got its Side to side, it's five feet. Um, and so there's competition in the new PCM to win the damn thing. This is the big daddy from Bioshock, by the way. You know, the big kind of goldfish bowl head and the bloody great drill. Um, and, a, and a little sign at the bottom that says, do not touch. Three <laughs> yeah. which really Extremely like. fragile. <laughs> <laughs> um, touch a big daddy. And it's made of, what, do we know what it's made of? Fiberglass or plastic or the something? The bones of dead children, um, I think. Bones of dead it children. feels It'll like something it. heavier than... Children. than it, 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 it comes it's with um, uh, its own instruction manual required yeah. four PC gamer writers to assemble. How long yeah. will it take you? Most of the morning. Not yeah. the most practical of morning. Messed up. Ikea big daddy it should um, be emphasized that um, you're, you wouldn't be winning ours you'd be winning your own that's right there's, there's, there's another one which is currently being held uh, safely at uh, take two publishers headquarters um, to be sent to you you lucky person if you if you can possibly win it but do check and make sure you've got space to have it first perhaps in, in your own office's um, uh, cafeteria which is where <laughs> ours is currently along with uh, what's the name from Tron yeah, um, I'm not sure. What's her name from Tron? Is she even a character? No, I think she's just the lady, the Tron right. lady. Tron artwork, lady. Artwork from Tron. She looks very much like a reappropriated mannequin from a, a clothes shop. I don't think <laughs> you get enough of those things because there, there's, there's a Lara Croft one with official PlayStation 2 magazine. Yeah. yeah. And Matt Pierce, former editor of PC Gamer, for a long time had the cat from Alice. Do you remember Alice? Oh, yeah. The game? Yeah. American McGee's Alice. American McGee's Alice, that's the one. Because he wrote um, it. Some, someone else got, went away with the actual Alice, who's about five foot tall. <laughs> someone abducted Alice. Yeah, this cat was horrible. It was kind of three feet tall, sat down, this great big horrible grin. Do you remember it? It's kind of scrawny, yeah, yeah. weird looking thing. Yellow eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was in his flat for years, and it just freak, freak out people. In the if we can find the person who abducted Alice, we could have her as the little girl for the big daddy in our cafeteria. Mm. We've got Tony. We've got Tony. Yeah, Tony hugging his leg. Like Tony, actually. Going to leave him. In the <laughs> um, it should be pointed out that within about half an hour of us assembling the Big Daddy, uh, the health and safety lady, uh, Future's health and safety lady, appeared in the bottom um, uh, next to the Big Daddy with a clipboard kind of marking off whether yeah. it was safe or not. She I'd love to think she has a checkbox for that. Yeah. Giant Big Daddy, yep. Uh, <laughs> in orbit, drill. drill. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
He doesn't look very safe, but she didn't. First for human blood. So, you know, well, I, I don't think we actually it. know who we are who, when we assembled it, so we've right. got away with it. Yeah, it was that. a stealth assembly. We rushed in, built it, got out as quickly as possible. And then I took photographs think... and put them on the internet. <laughs> Very I don't think the copy of PC Gamer magazine currently impaled on its drill will give it away at all. No, no. <laughs> Shall we keep replacing it every issue? It's basically the perfect crime. <laughs> no, we don't want to ruin a new copy of PC Gamer every issue. That'd be terrible. We're actually quite short of the issue that Graham impaled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it was his own copy. Okay. Shall, shall we wrap this rod up? Um, yeah, although well, I just want to make one final point. And it is this. What's, what's the date? It's the end of July now, isn't it? Yes. Although yeah. it'll be... Yeah, it's roughly. Um, and so there's another five months of the year to go. Is it? That's right, yep. yeah. Um, looking at my release schedule the other day, we were looking at the release schedule. Games coming up, sort of scheduled for before the end of the year. And if not too much slips... It is going to be an awesome, yeah. awesome yeah. end of the year for PC gaming. So far, it's been a pretty rubbish year so far for PC gaming. But from now onwards, with Bioshock starting it, it is going to be a great year. Yeah. Um, the Microsoft press conference in um, E3, they were banging on about how it's going to be the greatest year of PC gaming. I'm sitting there going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> did you do the hand <laughs> thing? I did do the hand thing, actually. <laughs> I stood up windows. and did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Um, he probably thought I was picking up windows. <laughs> Such a wanker. Um, and I thought, you know, it's what a, what a lot of co- corporate bullshit. But, you know, and obviously all the games coming out, they're not, they're not just Microsoft, but it is going to be a great end of the year. Things like Crisis, UT, Hellgate, Medal of Honor, um, bloody... TF2. Orange Box. Team Fortress 2, yeah. Orange Box. Oh, Team Fortress 2. Cannot wait for that. I spoke to Valve there, and, and, and that, that is it's pretty much done. So that's not gonna that's not gonna slip into next year for sure. Um, so yeah, it's all good. We're gonna have some very exciting magazines coming. Get yourself a dual core processor. Yes, get yourself a nice PC. Yeah, definitely upgrade now. And uh, are we still gonna do that feature about how to build a PC that will run Crisis for less than the price of a PlayStation Three? Yeah, I, I want to find a snappier way of saying that, uh, so I can put it on the cover of the Crisis PC for four hundred fifty quid. Four hundred twenty-five quid. And then a picture of a. PS3, PS3 being crushed by a book. You could do a PS3 versus PC. Forever. Yeah. Um, same price, which one would you buy? Fair also, enough. the other one can't run crushes. <laughs> yeah. We'll work on that and we'll tell you about it next month. Um, good. Well, are we all done here, gentlemen? Yep. Believe so. Excellent. Well, um, thank you for joining me, gents. Thank you, Craig. Yep. Goodbye. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. That's all right. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tim. See you in the office, oh, Ross. Yes, I'll see you in the office in five minutes. Um, <laughs> and thank, thank you all very much for listening and we hope to... Uh, uh, you, we hope that you will hear from us again in a month's time. Bye-bye.